Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents The Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I am joined by Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Very good. Very keen for this weekend of racing. Another good five group ones for this weekend, so I'm, I'm very keen. Yeah, massive week. Uh, first off, we officially hit the halfway mark for the season of the Quaddy Potty. How good is that? Seven episodes down. This is episode eight and seven more to go after this. How good is it uh, to be at the halfway point, mate? Yeah, it's good. Um, exceeded our expectations 100% for the this season. And we've um, definitely put in some more effort and we've got the results so far. So um, I'm very, very keen and very keen for the second half of the season. Yeah, it is. It's definitely the support that's been thrown our way. We love you guys, all the listeners out there. Exceeded our expectations tenfold, like Nick said. Uh, definitely a lot more listeners tuning in every week than we ever expected. So, uh, But, uh, of course, we you mentioned the results. Just in the uh, the name of transparency, I've gone and done a little bit of math, Nicholas, and you know that I'm not very good at math, so uh, give or take my calculations. <laughs> but if my calculations are correctly uh, made here, we've tipped 99 races on the podcast so far this season, and we're roughly sitting at around a 65% place rate and a 35% win rate. But, of course, take that with a grain of salt. Take that, uh, give or take a couple of percentages there because – I'm shocking at math. I really am. I'm no good with numbers. I'm a words man. But uh, yeah, in my mind, that's not too shabby. Could be a little better, of course, since we started the podcast last year at around 40% strike weight for wins. But uh, yeah, what do you think of that? Are you happy with that sort of result? Yeah, I think so. I think um, the first half of this this uh, spring prep has been a little bit unpredictable as well, a little bit as well. So um, probably doesn't really show us how good we're actually going with that 35%, but um, I'm pretty happy with that, I'd say. Yeah, it is good. Um, like we said, uh, we've got another half of the season to go and get many more winners and get that back over the 40% mark, and I'm pretty happy with 65% of the placings. Pretty good if you're putting our tips on in place multis, that's for sure. But uh, last week, managed to tip half the card at uh, Randwick. What did you think? It was good. Good to see, obviously. Um Obviously, I was just a bit under, just not too happy, I guess, with the fact that they were all pretty short price. So we couldn't back any real value for the for the lads this week and uh, last week. So, but it's still good to see us backing some winners. Um, but yeah, I thought that the value there was um was pretty small. So it was just one of those weeks, I guess. So, but it's yeah, pretty good to tip half the card, I'd say. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Mask Crusader. Went boom, certainly showed that uh can could get it done in the Everest. Um next start. Uh never been kissed, came out at $41, but he smacked them off the card. No one expected that. Private Eye, the of course, the one time I jump off Private Eye wins a group one. So congratulations to it. And of course, we had the the Quinella in the uh the the intent and Montefilia, sorry, the intent and Montefilia Quinella. So that was pretty good. But finally. The big talking point that really came out of last week was very elegant, came fourth. Do you think after that it's still within a chance the win in the Cox or throw it in the bin? 
soft track, maybe. The only chance. Um, but Zaki, Zaki looks to be running away with it, I reckon. Um, yeah, it's it's been good to watch Very Elegant over the last couple of um, preps going through and stuff like that. But um, that race, I'm going to give her, give her some forgiveness, of course, because she's a class horse. But, yeah, that was pretty disappointing, I'd say. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm not going to sack her just yet. I just can't. I'm the biggest Very Elegant fan in the world. I'll always be on her. But, um, yeah, maybe it's she can't go the Melbourne way. Maybe she just wants to go the Sydney way and can't get it done down there. Maybe it's because no J-Mac on board or maybe she just didn't show up on the day. Who knows? But I think um, getting into the Cox, like you said, maybe she gets a soft track, things will be a little different. But uh, like you said, it's going to be a huge race going against Zaki. Just can't wait. And we'll, uh, we'll talk a bit more about Zaki later. But for now, let's get into the tips. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you, unlike the big bookies. All right. As we said, huge racing card assembled this week at Randwick. We've got 10 massive races, including two Group 1s on deck. And uh, the weather, unlike last week, absolute pitch perfect. The track is going to be a good four all day, hopefully, with the rail out five metres from the 1,600 metres to the winning post and out four metres for the remainder of that. So be careful of those leaders they could definitely grab that rail and take it all the way if you're not careful. We're heading to race one, 1,600 metres. The highway starts the day here with Mikado, Chewy 2 and Westgrove. Look to be the one to go forward here. Normally, I'd be with, say, so say you here, Nick. We've uh, tipped it the last couple of times it's run, but it's drawn at the absolute car park and we'll struggle here, I think, with that. But don't be surprised if it's around the mark come the finish as it is a consistent type. Another consistent type I really like in this one is Blase. The last six starts went second, third, win, win, second, second. So it clearly loves to fight to the line and will be sniffing for another win here, I reckon. A close second behind Phillipsburg last time at this grade reads well to me, as does the close second last start at Morea while carrying 61 kilograms. Drops three kilos down here to the 58 mark. And uh, with Jason Collard on board, he should get every chance to win it each way at $13 to win and $4 to place. Excellent bet to have the start of the day, I reckon. Yes, like we say every week with the, the highway races, um, we like to go for a bit of value, obviously, because it's That's it's a sure. bit of a toss-up, I guess. So it's going to be the fossil for me. Um, good win last start at Rose Hill, and at $17 for the win and $5 a place, it's a pretty good bet for me for the first race at Rim. We, we head on to the second, uh, the 1,400-metre midway. So um, horse pretty well-known to us, uh, different yes. strokes in this race. I'm not going to go through anyone else, but Cashy, you must agree. Different strokes to win this one. Just been dominating in the past races and set up for the four pillars. Different strokes is fairly good tip and probably one of the better ones for the day at $3.50. Yeah, not much else to yeah. say. Nothing else to say except a big shout out to uh, Harrison Reed, one of the uh, original members of uh, the TMRC. So uh, good luck on the weekend, mate. We'll be cheering on different strokes. All right, we're heading to race three. 
2000 meter mark achiever solar apex perfect radiance and from the bush to be the ones at the front ideally with bazooka and olympic gaze coming from the back in the final straight it's probably going to be a bit of a moderate tempo race um can you go all the way that's a, a fair question if you ask me but since he's racing really well at the moment he's respectable and if you take an each way bet on him i'm sure he'll be around the money however i'm going back to the well Bazooka. If you've been listening to the past seven episodes of the Quaddy Potty, you would know that I've tipped Bazooka four times for a scratching, a third placing, a fourth placing, and a second placing. He's drawn barrier 16 out of 16, so that's going to be tough, but he gets that extra ground. He always wants more. Um, Hopefully should be flying home down the outside in the end of this race. Hopefully this time he chases down Yee Yee instead of running up his backside again. Each way at $11 to win and $3.50 to place on Bazooka for me in the third. Yeah, that's a that's a really ballsy bet, I reckon, for a, for a horse picking out the 16th barrier. Yeah, um, back to the well. It's going to be a tough one for me because Solar Apex, one that I've been um, backing a couple preps ago, obviously, that one I followed pretty closely. Um also been very impressive this prep with two wins and two starts from at Gosford, but I'm going to have to stick with Yee Yee. There's one for me a couple of weeks back, obviously, and at $6, it's always going to be thereabouts at the post. Um, for the exotics, I'm going to tip a Quinella between them as well, just for a little extra value if anyone wants to get onto that as well. So that'll be my tips for race three. Lovely. Head on to race four at the 1,500 metres. Coastwatch, our favourite. Obviously, at a dollar ninety currently, um, hasn't raced the distance and also hasn't won on a good surface from six starts. Unfortunately, my money just can't be with him for this race. I reckon for that price, I think it's you're laughing honestly. Um, Brigantine is lo- li- next listed at four dollars eighty. Like this run down at Caulfield a couple of weeks back, probably could have got it done with another hundred meters. So probably suits the distance here better at the fifteen hundred and. Definitely in the contentions for this one. Um, Halal listed at $7.50 and just doesn't look the same this prep as well. Hasn't done much right in the last few starts, but is a very talented horse on its on its day, so you can't really rule him out. I think Brigantine is the one to beat here. So listed at $4.80, like I said, be a good tip for the fourth for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that price for Coast Watch. When it opened at $2.50, I liked it, but it was also maybe heading to Melbourne for the Group 1. So time only told which race he was going to take, and he's taken this one by the looks of it. He's been scratched in Melbourne. But because of that, come into the $1.90 mark, like he said, I think that's just a touch-unders. I would have had him at that $2.50 mark, but I um, think I might have found a little bit more value here in Kota Healy. Smashed it in last up by three lengths at Goulburn. It has some handy form behind the likes of Converge. Giannis and Tiger of Malay, as well as in front of Ranch Hand and Prince of Boom. Those are all group level horses. So I think he can take that lot of form and take it in here at this in this race. $6 is a great price to have for that sort of horse. So I'm thinking if it gets the breaks, it can beat Coast Watch. So uh, Kota Healy for me. Bring it into race five at the 1200 meter mark. Going to be a hotly contested race here. Oh, President and Sword of State to go forward on the rail with Tri-State working over from the wide draw. Don't mind O President. We were in attendance for his last start at this track and he impressively won over Halal. So that's some great form to have. Sword of the State can be excused for its last run as he had to carry the full penalty when resuming. And, I mean, he ran okay off the ride run against the bias of 
the day, but um, I think he'll be fitter for that run and get some weight off. So I respect him if you have a bet on that, but I'm going to have to go with Paul Lelly. Been sitting in my black book unused for a while now, and I can finally confidently back him. While trekking seems to be the best chance to take the Godolphin slot for the Everest, Paul Lelly is sitting right behind him. He's three at three out of three at Randwick, sorry, and returns to the track for the first time since a great win in the Rosebud where he absolutely smashed the clock carrying a big weight. So the two runs since have been strong seconds, and I think he's ready for another win at $2.25. And so if he gets this win in impressive fashion, he might just convince Godolphin to put him in the Everest, which will be very interesting to see indeed. But, yeah, Paul Lilly for me in this one. Yeah, I 100% agree, mate. Paul Lilly is an absolute gun of a horse and um, just improving itself, and I reckon it's going to be absolutely peaking for this one. So, yeah, it'd be tough to beat. Uh, head over to race six. Um, Armelina, the favourite at $4.40. Raced decently last start and should improve here. Um, seems a little bit a better horse on a soft track. And if it was a soft track, I'd be 100% backing her. But I'd rather watch her on this good track and take notes for the next time she races. But um, I think my tip's going to have to be Kiku here. Um, second up, should improve from the first up. Wasn't too impressed with the first up run. Raced well, obviously, last prep and definitely seems pretty good bet for this race. Um, has won at this distance before and at $5 is a good bet for the six for me. Yeah, Kiku for me in this one as well. Has the upside. And you say you weren't impressed with the uh, the return. I wasn't impressed, so I won't say that. But I wasn't throwing it out the bin either. I, I thought that you could forgive it. I think the only thing that really uh, took it out was J-Mac was, is, has been a little bit out of form lately. Um, and it was just a plain ride, especially on Kiku that day. Um, however, I think with the she was really good late. She put up a fight despite the plain ride. But um, yeah, like I said, we are both uh, we're both fans of Kiku here, and hopefully getting the inside barrier here can help. Hopefully she'll get around that turn, grab that rail, and at five dollars, like you said, great price to have. I'll be on Kiku as well. All right, we move straight to race nine because seven and eight are saved for the tip-off. So impossible to map this one here as I think um, a lot of this field is going to like to charge to the front. I'll be short, nice, short and sweet here. I think I've found some lovely value in Wunderbar. She seems to always be there about in the finish. Super consistent at this track, never once missing the trifecta, as well as being three wins from four starts first up. All signs are pointing to a strong run. Each way at $11 to win and $3.50 to place is excellent for Wonderbar. That'll be my tip for the night. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bellucci Babe here. Um, nice win last start as well. And at $5, I'll be on. Last race of the car here at 1,000 metres. Favourite on the lead has won twice the distance and the deserved favourite. Will be hard to beat as it's probably peaking for this one. Should be top three at least. I'd put in just for a place in a multi, honestly. I don't really like the price for the win. Leo on the highway a couple of weeks back, fresh and has impressed. Uh, seemed a little short for me, to be honest, for a horse that is really up in class and listed at $6. I wouldn't really back unless rolls into the double digits. That's me personally. Armix is another one that I just can't get around. Just hasn't got much form to go off apart from a third place behind Kiku last prep by two lengths. I uh, can't seem to work out the reasoning behind it's pretty well listed price. And I have, so I'm going to have to stay away, but I'm going to go with uh, Kinwatch here. Impressed me a lot. Uh, pretty much fresh here for this one at $4.20. It will be my last at Randwick and we'll finish my day off. Yeah. I'm going to go against you with uh, Leo. I think that, um, He's, at, he's come up to $7 to win and $2.25 to play. So I think that's a really good price to have. I know he's up in class, 
but um, just seems to love this track and all wins he's had in a career has been at this distance. So I'm thinking going off that $7 to win and $2.25 to place, like I said, is decent enough odds to be backing him in. So Leo each way for me to finish off the day at Randwick. And uh, that concludes the Randwick rundown. Let's head into the tip-off. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Mock Boys sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, we head into the great tip off. And uh, Nick, five massive races to dig in here. What are we thinking for the Silver Eagle? Kick us off. Silver Eagle, race seven at Randwick. Who have we got and why? Oh, I think, I think we know who I'm going to be on. Ellsberg here. Um, Ellsberg just looked too too good, I reckon, in that first race. Won quite easily, I thought, honestly. It, even though it was only 0.2 lengths, it, it just never looked like it was going to lose, to be honest. Just just absolute class horse here, and at $6, it's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, has beaten Private Eye in the past, who's, a like you said, a Group 1 winner last week, and also Ayrton, so yeah, should be thereabouts at the end, and yeah, Ellsberg for me in the first yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards you, but, man, it's a great field here. you got Ellsberg, Primestar, Exo Boom, Blondo, Triple Ace, all familiar names for us, but I've also uh, set it on Ellsberg here. Like you said, it's got great form. It's a uh, run behind Ayrton. It's a uh, run in front of Private Eye, who, like you mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, it's now a Group 1 winner. So coming into a Group 1, I think that reads really well. I think also being a leader with the potential track bias that could come out, could grab that rail and go into the first turn and just take off, not even looking back. Um, but yeah, Ellsberg will be my main tip for $6 to win and $2.25 to place. I reckon that's overs. You're laughing to have him at each way odds in this race, I think. But um, I'm also just going to mention just quietly, got a black booker in this one in the form of Sammy. Sammy won his last two starts by a combined 10 lengths. So that's pretty impressive. Hence why it's in my black book. However, that was at like Newcastle, Gosford, those sort of tracks. Um, so a massive jump up in class here, straight into a group one. Plus it's got a wide barrier. That's going to hurt its chances. But um, so I don't think it's going to win here. Hence why I'm on Ellsberg, much more confident in Ellsberg. But um, considering the value that's been getting up in the group ones lately, I'll certainly respect if anyone comes to me on the weekend and says, yeah, I have $5 each way on Sammy since it's at like $30 to win and $8 to play. So I think the last time I checked. So yeah, just going to mention that quietly, but uh, Ellsberg for me as my main tip at $6 to win and $2.25 each way for the Silver Eagle. We move on. Very nice. The spring champion stakes, probably the trickiest one of the day. You'd think Nick, because most of these horses are only a few starts into their career. Plus, you've also got Never Been Kissed, who came out and won the flight stakes last week at $41, like we mentioned earlier. So you're going to need to be wary of who you have a bet on here. That being said, going to have to back in Profondo. 
he's real green. And I mean, when I say that, I mean, he's real green. But of course, that's down to the, uh, the fact that he's young and he's only two starts deep into the career. However, money talks. And the $2 million for this horse at the sales shows that the, uh, the owners who are willing to put up that price were confident in his ability to make it back for them. Came second ahead of state last start in a race where he probably should have won, but I think he bounces back here and shows the world that he definitely has a massive future ahead of him by making a big statement, taking a group one race in just his third career start, $3.40 for Profondo, my tip for the spring champion. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Profondo just seems to be one of those horses that I'm going to hopefully see a very long and very good career out of. Um, so, yeah, Profondo will be my tip for the second group one over at Ramwick. Lovely. We move on to Caulfield, who have three big races, but uh, starting off with the might and power. Now, Nick, I want to get your opinion on this one again. It seems to be deja vu because all the horses that could have entered this one have opted to go for the other long race in the day, that being the Turak, because they don't want to go against Zaki. What are your thoughts on a group one only being, I think it's six horses yet again? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's pretty similar to the one a couple of weeks ago, obviously. It's um, pretty annoying to see because you'd really like to see some good courses going against Zaki to see how Zaki performs. But um, I think Zaki is going to be too good again here. I think Probabil is probably the only other worry that could get close. And that's why I think Probabil is just probably sticking there because it definitely has a has a chance to get it done, I guess, if it gets really lucky and Zaki has an off day. But um, Zaki just looks too good at the moment and going to be powering in and probably going to win the Cox Plate as well. So I think Zaki is just going to be too, too good for me. Yeah, understandable. I think that, uh, yeah, like you said, it is disappointing. I would love to see a few more horses step up to the plate here and try and beat Zaki because, I mean, we're, we're yet to see Zaki really pressured. You know, the trainer, Annabelle Nisham, came out and said that she's quite aware that, you know, we haven't seen Zaki against a very elegant. We haven't seen Zaki against an incentivized. doesn't mean that it hasn't beaten good horses. I mean, it's beaten a Superstorm. It's beaten a Probabil. It's uh, beat plenty of good horses. But Nisham herself has admitted you can't yet call it a champion horse until it comes out and beats the very, very best, which everyone seeming to think it will do in the Cox Plate, and it's looking very likely. Runs around at absolute winks odds here and a dollar twenty-four. I hear it might even be coming into like the dollar eighteen, dollar fifteen mark on race day. So I mean, you definitely wouldn't be putting money on the singles. You'd be chucking it in a multi if that doesn't even really give you that much value in a multi, that's for sure. But I'd um, stay away. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd just put a beer in, kick your feet up, recline the chair back, and just uh have a look at this one and watch the race and just watch uh, Zaki do its thing. I'd love to see Probabil beat it. My goodness, I'd be jumping for joy if Probabil comes out and smacks it. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah, it just appears that uh, Zaki's going to be far too good here. Just another stepping stone on its way to the Cox Plate. Yeah, but, uh, We move, like I said, the Turak. This one is where most of the horses have landed. Big field because they're all scared off by Zaki. He's got... Um, I'm Thunderstruck, Sierra Sioux, Elephant, Superstorm, Tofane. They all come here and they all have a chance to be in the money. Um, but I'm thinking one thing and one thing only. Elephant at $5.50 is value. 
This gelding is an outstanding sort who just seems to know how to get it done. It's won six of seven starts. Only lost being a narrow defeat in the Feehan Stakes uh, two starts back when Superstorm absolutely rolled it by nostril right at the end. He looked he was like he was home. And like I said, Superstorm just came up that inside and nabbed it in the dying seconds. Uh, his win last start over Cherry Tour Tony, who I bet against him in that race. He made me look silly because it was uh, very good in the Sandown Stakes. Very impressive. And from that race, drops an extra three kilos here. Going to be running around at the 55 and a half mark. He's uh, drawn perfectly in barrier five, I think, and Damien Lane will give him every chance to win. I think uh, almost a certainty to be in the finish here. So $5.50 to win and $2.20 to place is a great each-way price. So uh, I'll take him on elephant for me in the two-rack. Nick, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's definitely a a race that I looked at here a lot. Um, Obviously, with Superstorm, who I backed earlier in the podcast, um, who I said it was going to be a group one winner. So definitely a race where it can prove itself here and probably going to be my tip. But um, Sierra Sue was also one to weigh up. Obviously, the winner of the of the group on a couple of weeks back that no one really expected. Elephant, like you said, always there and thereabouts and definitely can be be the winner there. Quantum Mechanic, one that I've backed in the past as well. Asar, I'm Thunderstruck, Embolism, all of these good horses here that you've got to you got to give um give the credit to, but I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna stick with Superstorm. Um, backed it a couple of weeks back. Like I said, I hope it's gonna be a Group One winner, which I said, and I it'll it'll be. It was pretty surprising for me to say that a couple of weeks back because no one even reacted to it really, but now definitely can prove it, and it'll probably be one of my better bets of the week weekend at twelve dollars and three dollars sixty. So yeah, certainly a good price to have, and I think that um you'll definitely be uh, laughing if you've, you have you claimed, like I think it was, what, four weeks back, it's going to be a Group 1 winner someday. And, it, I mean, at $12, could get the job done here. 100%. So, uh, yeah, we move in to the big one, the main event of the day, as you will, the Caulfield Guineas. Call me crazy, Nick, but I'm going to have to go wide in this one. Worked for me last week in the flight stakes where I had hinged at $26. And it almost won for me the beauty. So I think I'm going to be less scared from now on when going for a roughie. I mean, I'm, I almost went Giannis. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely think Giannis has the ability to get, get up here. So I'd respect if someone out there had some money on Giannis. We know him well. I think he's proven himself now that he's able to contend in big races. So I'd love to see him run a, run a strong race. But I'm going to have to go with our point edge. I just like the way it goes about its business, Nick. I've tipped it many times on the show and I'll continue to tip it because I just think it's one of the best talents to come out of Queensland in a while. People were using him as form for Star Tantus after it beat Alpine by a nose. So now after Star Tantus has gone and run super in multiple group ones, including a third in the, um, in the flight stakes last week, it's time to reverse that form, use it to back Alpine Edge. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I've gone with Tiger of Malay for the last... Group one at $12 for the win. Seems to be a pretty good price for me. Um, for Around the Grounds and for the quaddy, we will be posting on our Instagram this week. Um, big thank you to everyone for listening into this podcast. Really appreciate it from everyone. Um, hopefully we can see you again next week and gamble responsibly.